It's the Friendly Fire Show, episode 234 for the end of March, start of April, thereabouts, uh, 2023. I'm one of your co-hosts, Steve Wright. Joining me is my friend and yours, Ben Salter. Hey, Ben, what's going on? We're back, Steve. I am like five days out from going to Japan, which is my first time overseas in four years. 2019 was the last time, so that, that in itself is very exciting. Get to leave the country, see what's going on. Haven't been there before. Get to go to Mario World. All the things. You get to do all the fun stuff. I'm imagining that, yeah. that Japan is still very masky, though, so that'll maybe be a yeah. shock to the system for you, South Australian. We bought some new masks. Um, I think their official mandate is they changed it like two weeks ago, so no masks required outside or inside anymore, but all the Japanese people are still doing it. So I think the government is getting like pro... I'll let you know when I get back. I think they're getting pro like maskless, but we will not be those annoying foreigners. We will do what we think... <laughs> most other people are doing i think outside's fine though by now like surely but yeah inside we must go stick to the status quo make sure the locals aren't mad at you and that's 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 a a pretty good way to go about life i think and yeah generally what about you what are you doing nothing i don't know what am i doing not much we uh we got suits for uh my sister-in-law's upcoming wedding in may Mm. so that's exciting i guess i don't know and yeah. I'll decide if I'm wearing that to your wedding or if I'm going to get another suit or whatever. I don't even know how that works. We'll figure that out. That's that's future Steve's problem. Don't know though. either. As you would probably expect, uh, the bridesmaids dresses are all purchased long ago. And I have not even considered my own suit, let alone what groomsmen would wear. So, don't know. Don't have any answers for you. But everything is well in hand. So, if Claire is happening to listen to this, no worries. No stress. It's good. Yeah. It's fine. It's all good. Uh, speaking of in hand, I picked up my 3DS for the first time in years this week because the eShop is officially dead. The Wii U gone, the 3DS gone. I guess this means as platforms, they're done. There's like no way to get a game for them anymore unless you somehow find an old retail copy. Uh, it's They didn't feel that old, right? Like the, the Wii U store was 10 years, the 3DS maybe 12. Yeah. It, it feels soon to be shutting them down. I kind of get it. Like they've moved on from them. These old platforms. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's certainly more of a loss for the 3DS. I would say in that there was some big games on the Wii U that you there can't was get an elsewhere. Audience on the 3DS and the Wii U is, is not so much. Yes, yeah, like the 3DS sold about eighty odd million, which is the same as both the, the PS3 and the 360 similar ballpark. So it's kind of like those stores being shut down, which they've tried to do at various times, and both yeah. Sony and Microsoft have backtracked when they've kind of hinted that they might be doing it. Uh, but yeah, Nintendo just went for it. They gave us like a year's notice. It wasn't like it was short-lived. Yeah. But still, it's it's like this is their first proper online store. Like the Wii was a bit half-hearted. And yeah, it's 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 the downside of digital distribution. Eventually, the stores have to close. Well, and I think that's fine too. Like if, if you think about the amount of cost involved in like keeping a server spinning and all that kind of stuff for... I'm assuming what they're looking at is the amount of people actually accessing those stores at present. Like at, at mm. a certain point the the usefulness of that store is is gone and done and burnt up um and there are like secondary markets where like people who are collectors probably want digital or physical copies anyway that that makes it a bit more challenging i guess when we think about consoles in the future the the next gen or maybe the next next gen which are only going to be digital 
uh, I'm imagining. Mm. Um, but I guess with that in mind, I think, especially Microsoft is kind of thinking with that, with that in mind already. So for thinking about like the 360 store, that's been rumored to be closing for yonks now. And Microsoft's like, no, it was an accident. We didn't mean that. Um, like all of the so 360 it, games that aren't licensed and, you know, aren't backwards compatible really would be lost. But anything that is yeah. back compat would still be on the Xbox One store, which is on the Series X store, which will be on the whatever they're going to call the next one store. So, like, I guess there's those things where we're moving towards, I think, this storefront that isn't tied to a specific generation of, of platform. Mm. And as long as license, I don't know how licensing works. That would just be a nightmare for people. Like, you know, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But, like, things should be a little bit more accessible, even though they're not physically in front of you. But I don't know. I feel yeah. like I'm talking garbage now. I think when people uh, kind of get a bit caught up in the we're losing this, uh, we're losing access to a whole generation of games and this is going to happen every generation and you should definitely buy physical only and it sucks to buy digital because of this. Uh, one, if you already own these games, you can still download them. The, the servers aren't down yet. They will be at some point. Like I would, these games are tiny. Yeah. Like Super Mario 3D Land is like 200 meg or something. Download them and just keep them if you want them. Um, but like, yeah, you're right. Like these are early generation digital stores. Like, 3DS was Nintendo's first, like, full-on, you can get everything on it, crack. And um, even, like, the 360 and PS3 stores, early generation stores for both of those, they're still there. I think they're both going to go pretty soon. Like, Microsoft, when they said, we didn't mean to say it's shutting down, like, but you had all the comms written, so you did. And you got some backlash, and you changed your mind. In the same way that Sony announced they were going to shut the PS3 store years ago, and backlash turned around. Yeah. It's going to happen soon. Like, who's buying games on those stores? Now and again, actually, yes, for 360 because of the back of that game. Some of them were only were still like they would only go on sale or something through the 360 like marketplace. You could actually buy there, but then you could download through the Xbox Series X store. It was weird. Like it's very clunky how that works. Uh, but I think you're right. I think future generations, at least Microsoft being all in on back and pat, are thinking about this a bit more, and they're yeah. they're trying to go in with a this is just now the Microsoft store. And yes, licenses will end, so games will get delisted. We see that with Forza all the time. It's going to happen pretty widespread. But I, I don't think, like, the games that are coming out now, new release, Resident Evil 4, let's just take that as an example. I don't think there's going to be a time when that's unavailable or that version's unavailable on the Xbox Store or the Microsoft Store for a, a long, long time. Certainly in 10 years, you'll still be able to buy it. In 20 years, you'll still be able to buy it unless capcom something happens to them well no capcom's gonna just remake it a third time and then they don't want you to buy the that one you'll that's buy the, the, the newest bad movie. example bad well, yeah example. but well and like that's a thing too like i don't know there's there's so many things to kind of tie into this like there's the weird thing of like what constitutes an old game like accessible through whatever means like we're talking about you know the playstation store or the microsoft store the, the playstation store has its own kind of variant on what that means like if you look at the playstation plus deluxe and premium and whatever tiers there are like there's mm. the retro games which are like ps3 or ps4 era remakes of like something that used to be on ps1 and that's like no oh, that's the old one just go with it it's fine and i don't even know where to start on that kind of thing i think i'd rather have if i wanted to play the original i'd want to play the ps1 version not you know like the ps3 or ps4 version that's know, yeah the that's, bow around that's and pretending to be issue. old yeah. It's been a problem for forever since there's been different versions of things. Even RE4, there's been like loads of issues. I think even now, not that we have it, but if you do have access in the States or wherever else to 
the PS3 streamed games, you get that version of Resident Evil 4, not the better one, which was on PS4. Hmm. Like all that, like why they do stuff like that, I don't know. Um, 3DS specifically, you can mod it extremely easily and we would not uh, promote piracy. Of course but not. Now, now that you can't buy these games, there is such a thing as the H-Store, which happens to have everything available where Nintendo don't. Um, we don't know anything about that. What I do know for a fact is you can also use this totally legally to just rip your own games from cart, which is why I've turned on my 3DS. So all my games are now on the console itself. Way more convenient. I know people love physical media, but I would much prefer to have a handheld that has all the games on it and mod it for that reason alone. You, you move house more than once in, in quick succession mm. and you realize how annoying having a bookshelf after bookshelf of books and games and DVDs or whatever is. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, related but not related, I guess, to some extent, the, the Dolphin emulator is now available on Steam. And they're kind of like mm. that same idea of, oh, you like if you own the games that you want to play on the Dolphin emulator, you can easily get them on your Dolphin emulator. But don't do anything else to get games, please. At least don't tell Nintendo. Um, do the right thing, people. Anyway. Um, and do like, the right thing. I think fair to argue that if games are no longer being sold at all, there's no way to pay for them. There is no other right way. There's only the one way that's available. Uh, but yes, we don't condone any of these things when there are other means. Correct. But yes, some would argue that in the absence of an easy way to obtain or an easily way to uh, an easy way to purchase and obtain a game, things like this count as games preservation, which is yep. something that is important and worthwhile. But again. I think we've done all the disclaimers we need to. <laughs> yeah, super easy. Google it. <laughs> but don't do it. Just figure out how it is so you can avoid it at all costs. Um, yeah. I don't really have any huge attachment, especially to the Wii U, but like the 3DS was great. Like I ended up using it more often than not than like like nothing more than a street pass machine. And that there was yeah. fun to be had in that, but like that's that's kind of done and dusted as well. So I mean, that, move on. That, is, that is kind of disappointing that they took that away from the Switch. Like, it's not as portable. You kind of needed to have something that fit in your pocket, which the 3DS XL was, like, as big as you could get with that still being possible. Uh, but, yeah, like, I actually did that every year at E3. It was kind of fun to see who you got. I got Miyamoto twice uh, in different years. Like, that's pretty cool. That type of thing will never happen again. Also because E3, is, it's cancelled, right? Like, no one's going this year. Oh, God. Like, it, everyone's pulled out. Even Devolver's not going to the car park, like so. It must be bad when that's happening. Can't see that happening, which also means there's no point of first Street Pass, I suppose, because that's when I used it. Well, you can you can take your your 3DS and Street Pass at the oh, yeah. Summer Game Fest as hosted by Jeff Keighley instead. <laughs> Whoopsies. Do we want to yeah, talk about I'll that? It's don't. not it's not part of this news at all. But what so far this week we've had Sega, Tencent, and Ubisoft back out, and before that we had Nintendo and Microsoft back out. Sony was never going to be Sony there was already out based on previous years. Yeah, like who was there? Yeah, is already out. Activision was already out the last year as well. So the last year I went 2019, which was the last real E3 anyway, when it was actually a convention. And we always have to remind people of this. Like E3, as you know it at home, the the press conferences are the live streams. That's what we call E3, but that's not actually E3. That's like the the info before E3. And then it's actually meant to be a big convention, kind of like a PAX, but way bigger. Yep. You get to actually play a bunch of this stuff. If people don't turn up, like they do their stream, and they are all sound like they're all still, most of them at least, are still doing their June-ish stream. They might not be in exactly the same time, but similar. Yeah. Um, so from a staying at home point of view, pretty similar experience. But it's just going to be some of that info that, comes out kind of after those streams it all came from e3 from people chatting to devs to, to playing games and that stuff 
that's kind of been lost. Like Summer Game Fest is not a real, it's not a, a big convention in the same way that E3 is. I know they're talking about having some version that's real world and physical, but it's not going to be the same thing. Yeah. So it is a big loss. Like info will not be, it'll be way more curated and it will be more, here's the trailers they want you to see and less of those little nitpicks that kind of come out and the little tidbits all over the place, which was kind of the fun part, right? Like to, yeah. to get those little parts. So I think that's probably lost forever. Like it's, I don't see it coming back from this point. It's dead. Well, yeah, and it's cost and it's messaging and yeah, there's a whole bunch of reasons as to why you wouldn't go back as to, and, and less reasons as to why it's necessary. So mm. it sucks, yeah. but also that means I don't have to one. waste leave on going to uh, LA in June. Not that I really want to go to America at all based on what is happening in America and what it's doing to itself of late. So I'll use my leave to go to Canada or to Europe or something or Japan, maybe like you. You could, uh, but Japan is coming to you in a way, Steve, because in May you'll get to play The Legend of Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom, which was showcased this week in a 10-minute Nintendo Direct. Um, friend of the show, Mr. A. Nemo, he uh, did his... Well, I mean, that, that was an E3 memory. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he did his little 10 minutes, and I saw a lot of people beforehand say, I hope it's not just him running around in a forest whacking stuff. I want to see like some of the real world and some of the story and some of the side characters, and it was him running around the forest. <laughs> well, guess what? Sticking a rock. <laughs> but sticking them is... together with glue and putting mushrooms mm. on his shields and things. I Did you watch the full 10 minutes? I struggled, yeah. man. I'll admit it. It's It was just, this is mostly Breath of the Wild, except you can fuse things together. Yep. And go it's, in the sky. I'm seeing two, basically two reactions to this. People who are quite disappointed because it's uh, like normally the next Zelda game is quite a departure from the last one, right? Like it's it's always the same story more or less, but it's, yeah, quite different in terms of gameplay. Skyward Sword to Breath of the Wild, big difference. And it's a similar time jump between, between those two games and now these two. But they were pretty clear to begin with that it was going to be a direct sequel, more like Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask, where they reused assets... Um, but they, the positive, and I think that to start on the positive, which do, we don't normally do, um, <laughs> the thing which that allowed, like they made that game in like 18 months or something. And so that's that's probably worth considering. This game's taken like six years to make. Hmm. Big difference there. Um, Majora's Mask reused all the assets, essentially, all the same stuff as Ocarina of Time, but allowed them to make quite a quirky, weird, different game that just wouldn't have happened if it was being built from the ground up. And it's quite different to play. Even though combat and things are very similar, whole structure of the game how you complete it very different to any other zelda game almost any other game like it's it's very different and out there and it's great i hope i think they're going to be a lot safer here it's not going to be that different but i'm hoping that it's allowed them to kind of um deepen mechanics and and a world generally and and do things they couldn't have otherwise done if they were starting again from scratch and that they're holding back a lot of that stuff which is likely like i kind of feel like they don't want to show some of the the cities and towns and things. Not no, no cities in this game. Small little settlements, towns, mm. um, because that is what's going to be different, and they don't want to spoil it. That's I think the positive. It also looked like it was running pretty well after Pokemon like barely got to two frames a second, and that's also an open world. This kind of showed a pretty seamless jumping from the sky, kind of the Sky Islands, which is a throwback to Skyward Sword, but quite a different implementation of that. Yeah. Uh, Yes, we only got to see very curated footage, but it was running in real time. It wasn't a your standard E3 faking it demo. It was actually being played. Yeah. And it seemed like it was running. That's the positive. 
Well, so yeah, you're saying all the positive things. I guess to counter that specific positive just at the end, like this was a game that came out, well not this this was this is a sequel to a game that came out at the launch of the Switch and it ran pretty well mm. then, but also I don't think it's like really doing anything that's intensive or demanding. So, no. it's you know, like if it worked well how how many years ago now? 5, 4, 6, something uh, years ago. 6, 6. It should probably run pretty well you'd hope so that's at least that's good that is still a positive like it, it's maybe playing back into nintendo playing it safe and this is maybe like nintendo showing that this is the work that they did over the pandemic and like yeah we're just gonna we're not gonna shoot for the moon we're gonna make sure it's something that that we can ship um i don't know like just i tuned into bits and it was like oh he picked up a tree branch and he hit an enemy three times with it and the tree branch broke oh good like that was one of my favorite bits about uh breath of the wild just like super endurable endurable is that a word super fragile yeah. weapons if you didn't like that part of breath of the Wild, i think you're not gonna like this game because they've really doubled down on it i think it looks better like that annoyed me i prefer just to have a sword and i just use the sword the whole time but it does make you play differently and i yeah. i think this is a better way to go about it and it will be more engaging yeah uh but yes it was definitely for the full-on zelda nerd crowd this direct because they they just went pretty deep into those mechanics uh, and like building vehicles and things like that. Not really, like nothing about story or anything. The thing that people are interested in. So yeah. I'm assuming it's because they don't want to spoil that stuff. It's well, kind of so. a, yeah. Because otherwise it's kind of like, this is like the Minecraftification sort of, of, of Zelda. Like, oh, do you like crafting? Like, no, not really. <laughs> well, you yeah. can put a rock on a stick or you can put a mushroom on a shield or you can, like the, the building of vehicles and like having it be like a hover boat or like an aircraft carrier kind of thing. Like that was kind of neat. So I'll give them that. But it's, it's whether or not you want to engage with those things. Like I just want to pick up a weapon and start hitting people. I don't want to have to like make a new weapon and combine things every time to to hit something putting a putting an eyeball on a arrow and having it track an enemy okay that is admittedly cool but like i want like a streamlined experience of that where it's not like here's fifty thousand items and put it together and see what happens like like uh nah that's not really what yeah, i want they are going for the crafty crowd which is not us <laughs> uh certainly didn't knock it out of the park like they're some of the previous directs on a specific game have been pretty good. This one was very like we're going to show. It's almost like we've only got this small little bit we can show. So we, we can't go outside of that. And we're just going to focus on that one thing. We haven't really seen proper gameplay hmm. uh, until now. We've just seen trailers. So, yeah, I mean, it was. I think Zelda fans or Breath of the Wild fans would have liked what they saw, but have been a little bit underwhelmed. It's very samey for a... If this game had come out two years after Breath of the Wild, I think it would have been like, great, good use of assets and making a full yeah. sequel out of it and deciding it is more than DLC, let's do a full-on sequel yeah. in the same way that Sony did with Spider-Man and you could probably even argue God of War Ragnarok that reused yeah. a bunch of stuff, but new experience. This is your, I think it's abide your time while you wait for the next big one kind of thing. But, that, but we haven't seen the scope of the game. Like They were just focusing on a few mechanics. I think that's why it's hard to judge, but mm. yes... If they were hoping for, we're going to blow you away with here's our first real taste of gameplay, they didn't deliver that. If they just wanted to show something very specific, they did that. It's hard yeah. to know what they were really going for with this. It almost feels like they were just kind of hearing, we need to show something. This game's out in like six weeks. Let's just do a small little direct. Yeah. Well, and I guess something that we did get today um, that kind of ties back into your this looks like it runs really well kind of statement is, you know, there were rumors slash hopes that, you know, this would launch some sort of new switch pro device which was capable of running 
you know, more complex things with beefier uh, tech behind it. Uh, the announcement of a Switch OLED special edition Tears of the Kingdom seems to have kind of put the the final nail Not in happening. that coffin of that rumor. So, well, yeah. you either hate that or you love it, but at least you have an answer. I think people thought that because there's a bit of a history of games, like there's essentially one and a half Zelda games per console, right? Because often the second Zelda game, uh, or even the first one, depending which side it's on, it's coming out so late that it gets delayed and Nintendo, trying to be true to their word, released it on both platforms. We yeah, kind of saw it was... with Twilight Princess on GameCube and Wii and then uh, Breath of the Wild, obviously, on Wii U and Switch. Yeah. Um, so people maybe thought that was going to happen again. But having seen it right, and maybe also because Pokemon ran so poorly, it was trying to do open world as well. And it's just like the Switch is either like not up to it at all or it wasn't optimized well enough for the Switch and they rushed it out. It doesn't really matter. It sold like 20-something million copies people don't seem to care that much um but from we'll have to actually play it to judge but it kind of looks yeah. like they've kept it within like breath of the wild runs pretty well perfectly fine yeah. one of the better running games on switch yeah um seems like they've kept it the same because they know it can they know how to work that within the limitation to the switch and they've pushed it to its limits probably but it's running pretty well doesn't need the power of a, of a secondary console so no maybe yeah it, well, i don't I think it they needed it this is as in-house as Nintendo gets, really, whereas Game Freak, yeah, there's it's yeah. a Nintendo studio, sort of, but it's a, a Pokemon studio, really, and they're used to producing very specific types of Pokemon games and not open world at all. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a bummer that Pokemon didn't optimize itself uh, nearly as well as it should have, or as much as it should have, but at least there's not that issue or that worry with, with this. Like, you know it's going to be a nintendo like proper like we were talking about with, with pokemon this will actually have the nintendo seal of approval and that will actually mean quality not just like yeah just pump this out so that's good Throw it out there i mean pokemon's okay it's just it's it runs very poorly for a first party nintendo game probably the worst of any so yes you're right this will be the other side of it this will run pretty well be well optimized but a lot of that is because it's just reusing those assets which as we've kind of covered it's is a lot more common now than it used to be mm. uh and and First party games from Microsoft when they release one eventually and Sony all do the same thing. So it's, it's not unusual. I think it just looks a lot more samey because it's exactly the same style as Breath of the Wild. And ordinarily, each Zelda game is quite different to the, the one that came before it and was clearly remade. Yeah. Uh, and that's not the case here. So, Well, if you do anything creatively and you like, t absolutely, if I need to write a press release or something... And I know I can lift like three or four paragraphs from the one before, like re retweak them. Of course, I'm going to do that. That's like everyone does that. And if you say that you don't, you're a liar. Um, I've, people were on the Resident Evil Reddit talking about like how candle holders in RE4 remake were like Ooh. the same as they were in RE8. And it's like, yeah, like it's a candle holder. Who's going to design a candle holder? They're just going to take it and stick it in this new one. That's fine. So yeah. yeah, people sometimes go back and play disagree. like Goldeneye or something where you know the guy's shirt is also used on a wall somewhere, like just stretched out as that texture. Like that's what used to happen. Uh, <laughs> now we've got to reuse candle. It's fine. It is absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, you were speaking of games that you know were pretty good, fairly polished, you know, doing pretty well. I guess you'd say Multiverse was sort of in that category, but uh, yeah. regardless of, of what people thought of it, it's being taken offline by June, and it's not coming back until 2024. Yeah, they 
what is going on? Like, I thought this game was, like, I knew it was, oh, it's in beta still, but I thought it was one of those fake ones where it's just out now, it's in early access, and eventually they'll say it's in its final release, as has happened with many games. Uh, but, like, taking it offline for up to a year, potentially, maybe longer, what? I think there's a lot more in the background that we don't know about. So in case you don't know what Multiverses is, it's like a Warner Brothers uh, character fighter, like a Smash Brothers clone. Let's not beat around the mm. bush. That's exactly what it is. Um, it's been out for, but since uh, July or September of last year, I can't quite remember. I don't know why I have those two months in my head, but something like that. Um, and just taps into all of the Warner Brothers properties, like Game of Thrones, like all of the DC comics, like Adventure Time, Rick and Morty. Um, and it's in its second season, or maybe even its third season of like season pass-esque content, which as a free-to-play game, it makes its bread and butter from microtransactions therein. Um, and like, I, don't, I haven't played it for a long while, but I was I subscribed to the subreddit and all I've been seeing for months is people like really upset about the cadence of, of updates. And it's a free-to-play game that wants your dime to get like the new Superman or whatever. Like It would live and die by that cadence of new content, especially new characters. Um, and we haven't seen a new character in Yonks, so people are complaining. And rather than fix it, I guess they just said, nah, we'll pull the plug and come back later, which makes no sense to me. The only thing I can think is kind of driving all this is there's a whole bunch of changes at Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, you've probably, if you're an entertainment fan, kind of heard what they're doing over there. They uh, are pulling content, like literally taking TV shows off of streaming so they don't have to pay royalties mm. or any like tax stuff for that. They finished the Batgirl movie and just decided to do nothing with it for similar reasons. Um I, I, I don't know if that's related, but if I had to guess, it would be something to do with that, I'd imagine. What do you think? Maybe. Well, well, yeah, there must be more that we don't know. Otherwise, it seems really weird to take it offline for a massive chunk of time, a game that seems to be doing pretty well uh, and that people have spent money on. Like, I'd be annoyed if I'd put money into this game. I know it's free to play, but you can spend money in it. Yeah. And then it's just gone. Like, and no refunds. Odd. Like even Stadia, which was Google's really failed streaming thing, like they refunded people because the thing that they invested money into just didn't really kind of have any legs. And this is saying, mm. nah, like we're taking the store down soon, so don't worry, you can't spend any more. But anything that you bought, too bad. That's it's gone, digitally gone. Poof, cloud of smoke, which really, really sucks. Yeah, we've accidentally bookended this episode with things which you could no longer buy and have been taking offline. It's the offline show because we've had no nothing delayed, I don't think, this week, which is no. unusual for us. Uh, Zelda's definitely not delayed. That was actually the one bit of new news we got. It's finished, so it can't possibly be delayed. Touch wood, now I've said that, something will happen and it will, will disappear, but... No. finished nintendo's waiting between now and release to to pump out those uh the new switch pros that they'll announce tw 20 minutes yeah. after we publish this episode guaranteed yeah unlike <laughs> well unlikely but wouldn't surprise me if they shadow drop a console the old which one did that like secret satin or something which was kind of like it's out now and they cut when they announced it and they totally bombed because no one was ready for that and it was expensive yeah. too yeah they brought it forward like Oh, yeah, because they wanted to get ahead of the PlayStation. Not a fact-based show. I'm just kind of making this up. I think it's something like that. And so they're like, oh, PlayStation is launching in a few months. We will launch today. Yeah. Disaster. 
Well, I don't think... There's rumors of, like, a PlayStation 5 Pro and all that kind of stuff. I don't think we're getting these consoles, one, because we're still making no. games that are coming out on last gen. So, like, having even further hardware to take advantage of is, is seems silly. And also just, like, the cost of living crunch and still, like, the supply chain stuff that we've experienced since the pandemic. Doesn't make sense, during, Dave. Yeah, like, it's, there's, no one's doing that. No one can afford that kind of thing. That's why they, like, you know, reduced the amount of PS... VR twos in production because like just no one has the appetite. Even if they want yeah. it, they can't afford it right now. It's it's a weird it, time. It was this. What year did the PS4 Pro come out? 2016. It was the year before the the One X. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's right. I don't know. Not a fact based show. Yeah. So we like it was about this point in the life cycle. Not that different when these consoles were coming out last year. And that's why they're being talked about. That's why they're being like randomly rumored. But yes, the, all those things you said, absolutely true. And also the fact that last gen 4K TVs kind of came out of nowhere and replaced everything like to early in the generation. And they decided they couldn't sit around and having these consoles in the case of Xbox at least that couldn't even hit 1080p as the norm. Yeah. Uh, and they, Sony, remember, make TVs. They probably sell a lot more TVs than PlayStation. So they needed a, 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 TV, a console to match their TVs. That was the main reason. Yeah. And that's that, that doesn't exist now. Well, we don't even have current gen games that are exclusive to current gen, really. Exactly. And even though, like, we don't have 8, 8K... Do we have 8K TVs? You probably can buy an 8K TV. Right. But they're not, no they're not very common. And Sony's already gone out and put an 8K sticker on the box of the PS5. So, like, people would look at that and go, like, I don't need... Why do I need this new thing? It, it'll work on this. It won't no, work very not. well, mind you. But it, 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 apparently it's capable of 8K. I'm sure there's some tiny indie game that you could play in 8K. Very crisp pixels. Just perfect. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, short show is a good show. I think we're going to try to bank some stuff while you're away in Japan. But just in case, I'm not going to hold you to it. Uh, if I don't talk to you before you go, or at least in front of people on the internet, uh, have a really good trip in Japan, man. I'm oh, extremely, so. extremely jealous. Yeah, I've got to go learn all my Japanese now because I've left it to the last minute as usual. Uh, no, we'll be back next week. I will physically not be here, but you will still hear me on your app choice because we will definitely be here for at least one more week. Uh, Talking the newly announced Switch Pro. Yeah, with all of our uh, very timely up-to-date news, we've accidentally showed how the sausage is made once again. Uh, but that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us, and we will probably be back next week. Thanks for being here.